everyone and welcome back to the VCO Esports Studio. This past weekend we did something quite fun. VCO partnered up with Low Fuel Motorsports to gamify the controversial topic of balance of performance. For Flexstream we saw a spectacular season opener. It was Unicorns of Love fighting all the way with Williams Esports but it was Dyer McCormack, Tinko van der Velder and Igor Rodriguez that took the very first victory in VCO and LFM's experiment that is Flexstream. Dyer McCormack joins us in the studio today and Dyer delighted to have you join us after what's been quite an exciting 2022 for yourself yeah it's been uh, it's been an incredible year uh, racing with Williams and my good teammates Tinko and Igor um, yeah we had a successful weekend uh, this weekend in uh, Flexstream the Lambo so yeah uh, really really excited to come away with the win Let's talk a little bit about your past, because of course, just this past week, you re-signed with Williams Esports for another year, but so many sim racing drivers have such interesting journeys. How did you get started on your rise up through the virtual world? Um, how I got started, I got started in um, Forza Motorsport, actually, in 2018, roughly. Um, I started to take it serious towards the end of 2018 and 2019. I did some some big endurances with uh, a few different teams, a few different esports e teams. So, yeah, I just kind of branched out from there. And then towards the end of 2019, I started doing um, Forza Racing Championship, which is a big, big championship with big teams like Williams. And, uh, yeah, that's that's where I got spotted for Williams. I got picked up in early 2020. So, yeah, I, um, I continued to race on Forza for a little while through 2020. Uh, I won British GT, MEA Prototype Championship, stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I branched into ACC uh, into 2021 mainly, um, doing SRO Sprint and a couple of Sim Group competitions, uh, VCO as well, actually. And, um, yeah, this year was, was my biggest year by far. Like definitely with uh, SRO and VCO, SimGrid, multiple different championships. I came P2 and uh, SRO Sprint. So yeah, really, really successful year this year. When you look back on your time in Forza, I, I kind of want to dive into that because I think a lot of people might think, oh, it's a console game. There's not much you can carry forward, but there's a lot of things you can carry forward just in terms of racecraft. Were you a wheel player or a, a controller player? Because I remember talking with uh, a top-level Forza player in the past who said, Forza is maybe the best game to play with a controller. Yes, for sure. Uh, I was actually a controller player as well. Um, it was only ACC when I moved over to a wheel, a full rig, like I have now, so... Yeah, um, started out on a Logitech and stuff like that. So yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, but yeah, I I did play on a, I did play on a controller. That's just the way to go for Forza, really. I mean, even in the sim world, sometimes these stories about Max Verstappen from Formula One weekends playing iRacing uh, with a controller and his redline teammates. How much can you carry forward then in terms of controller to a wheel? Because, of course, that's a transition that probably only happened at the end of uh, 2020 or the start of 2021 for yourself. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's really difficult initially trying to trying to do what you do with your fingers with your feet instead um, for the throttle and braking. But yeah, I mean that's that's like the the biggest thing is to learn the braking and try and put it through your feet rather than just your fingers. So it was it was a tough transition initially for sure. But once I got used to it, it just everything was just natural. I uh, just kind of went with it. Um, Forza, you know, you learn the basics. You learn how the game. You learn how driving and racing works um you learn basic physics and stuff like that so yeah it's uh it was a really good way to learn for me and i yeah i mean i actually transferred over surprisingly well i know a lot of forza guys that transferred over really well like prime example charlie crossland sean arnold um uh, 
Fabian Piffet, like we see all these guys in these big competitions. And yeah, we I think we all transfer transferred over quite well. You talk about trying to figure out, you know, things that you're doing with your hands now with your feet. How much of a motorsports fan were you coming into your, your sim racing journey? Because I think that's maybe one thing that some people may be surprised that top-level sim drivers don't always have a passion for motorsports growing up. Uh, surprisingly, well, uh, sorry, unsurprisingly, I, I did have a huge passion for motorsports. I've been really big into cars my entire life. Um, me and my dad have been watching F1 since I was... I don't know, <laughs> probably not even one. So, yeah, I mean, I've always loved motorsport. I've always loved F1. I've watched GT. Um, yeah, F anything you can imagine. I, there's a racetrack 15 minutes away from me, so I spent a lot of my childhood <laughs> in and out of there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love cars. I love everything about them. So let's talk a little bit about these last two years very quickly. Then you talked about your second place in the Eseros uh, Sprint Championship. But I kind of want to talk about something I think that this year has become a lot more prevalent for you, which is flying out to a real racetrack to coach real racing drivers how to go fast in the sim world. What's that been like for you partnering up, of course, with Mercedes, with Williams, and some of the real-life drivers uh, behind the scenes at SRO? Well, no, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's a really good question. I... Um... I, I absolutely loved it. So we we would fly out to, you know, say Paul Ricard as an example. That was the first one I flew out to um, to help Raffaele Marciello and Tommaso Mosca for a Goda's ASB Mercedes. Um, yeah, so basically we provide the setup. We provide um, just overall support, uh, teach them the lines that we would use, the braking points, the different gears, uh, because, you know, everything works a little bit differently in the sim. So we have to teach them some things. And of course, we can learn some things from them. So it's it's beneficial for everybody. Um, but yeah, we came away with the pro championship for Danny Yucadella and um, Raffaele Marciello and Jules Gunan. So yeah, it was, uh, that was great. What's the one thing that surprises you that real-world drivers are able to get up to speed most quickly within the sim world? Because you say there are all those differences, but of course there are some things that surely they're able to carry forward immediately. Um, I think the the main thing would be their tire wear and how they how they brake. They they just get it immediately. Like it's it's incredible. Like you just see them brake and they just do it perfectly like the trail break just perfectly into the corner you're like how <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there like how have they how can they do this i had to learn this entire thing but yeah i mean that's the reason why they're in the real car right because they're they're incredibly talented so yeah of course there's stuff that we can learn from them uh to do it say braking throttle and steering input so yeah I think you said this year in total you've had nine different trips uh, of which only four of which have been for sro so let's talk a little bit just more uh, now about the environment at Williams, because I think Williams, especially this year, right, have committed so much to bring your sim drivers, or the sim drivers rather, out to the tracks to experience it and to really build a bit more of a familial atmosphere, at least it seems, from the outside looking in. Yeah, um, I mean, we've we've had a great time. Like, uh, obviously, one of them was the the Spa Land at the Spa Twenty Four Hours. So, yeah, I got to meet everybody that that I get to race against. Got to meet my own teammates. There was. I think 12 of us went on that trip from Williams. So very, very big squad. And um, yeah, I mean, I've gone to gone to other things like the Formula One of Paul Ricard. Uh, I got to spend that spend that weekend with Williams F1, which was a, an incredible experience. I couldn't thank them enough for that. That was, that was unbelievable. I got to go with my dad as well. So it was it was like a dream come true for both of us. So yeah, that was that was incredible. And then the like the most recent trip that I just went on was uh, to Barcelona with. Uh, with Mercedes so 
that was just to, to basically attend the the award ceremony for Mercedes. So yeah, it was it was cool to represent Williams, represent sim racing at something like that. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's incredible. And then um, we're heading away to uh, ADAC on Thursday. So yeah, that'll be the ninth trip of this year, which will just be mind blowing when I think about it. When I only I only knew that I was going to be on one or two must be quite surreal to see how far you've come, not just, of course, with all this traveling, but to represent a, a team like Williams Esports and, and a brand like Williams, which means so much in this world of motorsports. Yeah, I mean, Williams is a legendary name in motorsports. Uh, what, seven? I don't want to get this wrong. I think it's seven, uh, uh, what you call it, constructors' championships that they have. I don't want to get that wrong, but I think so. It's either seven or eight. But yeah, they're... They're one of the biggest teams in F1, uh, one of the most successful, and to to be associated with that sort of name and you know go to the factory. That's that's another thing that we did on the trips was head over to the factory and meet all the all the other drivers, the managers, the photographers, everything. Um, yeah, it was just amazing to see the museum, the F1 cars. It's <laughs> it's completely overwhelming to be honest. It's it's just an incredible experience. And this year, it's not just been about you representing Williams Esports, but as a an Irishman, I'm sure it must come with some pride to you to be able to to represent Munster Rugby as well in this world of sim racing. Talk to us about how that came about and, and how special that must be with some special colours on your cars. Yeah, that was that was incredible. Uh, I really didn't expect that one. Um, of course, I I grew up watching rugby as well. I I just love sports in general. So um, seeing Munster Rugby approach. Uh, myself and Williams to to drive for them in SRO. It was, it was an absolute shock, to be honest. I was like, wow, okay. Well, I definitely can't turn that one down. So yeah, I mean, of course the livery was beautiful, um, as you mentioned. I uh, I did love that, but yeah, I mean, re- representing Ireland and Williams, uh, just, just, uh, just to be associated with something Irish in SRO was incredible. So yeah, I was, that was one of the highlights of the year was to be approached by by Munster Rugby, you know, one of the biggest rugby teams in the world, which is incredible. I do want to talk a little bit about this past Saturday and, and the Flexstream opening round, nine hours at the Circuit of the Americas. Of course, BOP is always going to be a controversial topic. I point at Gregor Schill, who, fresh off winning the SRO ROG Invitational, uh, swore on stage in his post-race uh, victory <laughs> interview uh, with the Spa 24 hours still two weeks away. When it comes to your perspective, though, in this BOP budget that we have with Flexstream, free choice of cars and popularity ballast that then gets added depending on how many teams and drivers pick each of the manufacturers. How much of a different sort of a proposition was it for you and the team trying to work through the draft show to settle on the Lamborghini? Um, I think we we kind of evaluated the cars before and uh, I had been testing the Lamborghini recently anyway, just for a few different things. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought it would be a great choice for the team. So yeah, we, we kind of discussed over it and it was between the Honda and the Lamborghini in the end, especially when we saw the BOP, BOP come out, we were like, yeah, that's it's a great budget for the Lamborghini. We just need to hope not many people pick it. And yeah, I mean, only three teams picked it, I think. So yeah, that was that was amazing. And then the the whole the whole BOP idea is is really good. I actually I think it's a great idea. Um I think Neil's hit the nail on the head with how how it's been organized, how it's been distributed. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's it's really, really well done, in my opinion. And so for those that maybe missed the race on Saturday or even the pre-show, uh, 
the budget has to get used across a four different GT3 specific races. So uh, Williams and Dara picked uh, 57 kilos of ballast to to work through four rounds. You only use 10 of those kilos, though, in round number one. Talk, talk to us a little bit about the thinking there and about how you're going to stretch it across the three other races. So without giving away what we're using at the next rounds, um, uh, the 10 kg was a strategic choice to be able to kind of not confirm a P2, but try and sit in P2 because we knew the Porsche, no matter what, even if they took 30 kg, they, they could have just won <laughs> with UOL, especially like that team's insane. So um, the Porsche was a lot quicker. So we, we needed to just, kind of be there especially with the the way the points works so just being in the top three was kind of vital for us at this track knowing that our car is quite strong at the remaining ones uh we don't really have a problem with spending a higher budget at the rest uh so yeah it's uh it i think it was a good choice to go for 10 we probably could have put on another five in hindsight but you know that's a wonderful thing um yeah i mean i i think i think the fact that we won was uh down to good bop choice and let's talk about that win because you talked about the Unicorns of Love and their Porsche being strong and they led the vast majority of the race. It came down to the pressure at the end, some mistakes on both sides and then a penalty. But maybe the most crucial hour of the race was the stint done by your teammate Igor Rodriguez driving with just one hand, having to upshift and downshift with that single hand. I mean, I think we were all just amazed. Talk to us about it from your perspective, watching on as a teammate, knowing that A, you don't want your teammate to make any mistakes because, of course, you want to win the race. But B, you're thinking about, he's injured and I hope he doesn't do anything worse to himself. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> it was it was incredible. Like, in practice, we see him getting so close to our times. We're like, how are you doing this? He's uh, The guy's incredible. Um huge props to Igor for doing that that was it was unbelievable like he could have done another stint for sure uh but I think it was just best to save his wrist and his shoulder because it, it would have been too much so yeah I mean he he was on pace he he had the consistency he had everything he, he did a perfect job this weekend I, I couldn't thank him enough for that so yeah it, my teammates are just unbelievable I uh, I love them to bits we did we did really well this weekend uh Tinko of course doing three four three or four I think it's four uh, incredible stints. So yeah, we uh, we had a we just had a great weekend overall, and um, we we did exactly what we needed to. How do you celebrate the great weekends? Because the thing with motorsports, right, is unlike in the English Premier League, for example, there are going to be at most ten winners. In racing, there's only ever one winner. So how do you celebrate the good moments, whether it's a first, a second, or a third? Um, to be honest, we just kind of. We just kind of go back to the the VC, our, our private VC, and then we just we just chat about what happened and chat about how good we just done and like how we can you know try and do this again, you know not 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 lose the streak, which which we seem to have a habit of doing unfortunately this year. But we can uh, I, I think looking forward to next year we we can we can hope to uh, continue some streaks of winning. But yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of you just chill with the guys and you know you just have a good time after um just talk about anything just talk about life so <laughs> yeah just a bit of fun i think you set us up perfectly to talk more about next year of course what was it four days ago you announced that you've extended your contract at williams for another year and you must be very excited about what 2023 holds in store for you and the team yeah i i can't wait i mean williams is in my opinion simply the best team out there there's nothing that comes close so yeah, I mean, I've I've resigned 
for um for Williams for 2023 and onwards. So yeah, it's uh it's it's cool. I I can't wait to I can't wait to see what happens next year and where the team goes. Another year of competition, but another year as well of working on setups uh, at Hymo setups. Talk to us a little bit yeah. about that, especially for someone like you that's crossed over relatively recently into the quote-unquote sim racing world from the world of Forza. What's the process like been for you as you develop your understanding of the car and how to make it go faster? Um, it's it's been a long process to be honest. It's been a process of learning off other people, especially you know, trying to trying to figure out how everything works just in acc in general and sim racing so yeah i mean Hymo has been i think up now for just over a year um actually five days ago i think is when we released our first full pack or second full pack either or so yeah it's it's only been over a year i do it with my friend uh, charlie crossland he's uh, yeah, a really good friend of mine came over from forza as well like i said earlier and yeah it, i mean it's been really successful especially this year um yeah it's it's just a great it's just a great way to how would i say it's a great way to try and <laughs> I, I don't know how to put it it's like it's it's a great way to try and you know live off of sim racing is to have you know racing and then have something else in in the background that you that you like to work on before we wrap things up let's dive into maybe some of our twitch uh, questions i saw one asking what driver both in the sim and the real world do you look up to a as a driver oh in the sim <sighs> uh, <laughs> i mean if i go back to forza it would probably be a guy called Lege. he's i mean he was simply the best on forza the guy was the five times champion so um I used to look up to him and try and learn off him. Um, there was, yeah, I mean, it's insane. But in in real life, probably Felipe Massa. I grew up watching him and loving him. So he was he was always the person I supported in Formula One at the time when he was driving for Ferrari, especially and Williams. So yeah, I, uh, he he was definitely my idol when I was younger, for sure. Uh, and to finish things off, my producer, Mike Yao, wanted me to throw you straight under the bus. It was nine constructors' titles and seven drivers' ah, titles for the team at nine. Williams Esports. So, yes, you're going to get a message maybe from your manager yep. saying you've got to <laughs> read up on that history a little bit more. Thanks for joining us, Dyer. Of course, plenty more racing still to come in Flexstream in 2022. And, of course, you're building uh, for another year of competition, and we cannot wait to see what's in store for you. Thank you. Appreciate it, Arjuna. So that's going to wrap up another episode here of the VCO Esports Studio. We'll be back next week with an exciting preview of VCO Pro Sim Infinity, which, of course, will be live on VCO Esports on December 9th and December 10th. Until then, it is time to bid you farewell. For the team at VCO, for Mike Yao behind the scenes, and myself, Arjuna Kenki Party, thank you so much for joining us once more. We'll see you a week from today. For now, so long and race on.